In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's first in a new series, and I'm here with someone I've been trying to speak to for the last year. It's Jake Wilkoff from Chicago. Jake, how are you? I'm brilliant, my friend. I am honored to be on your podcast. So good to talk to hardcore Browns fans anytime I can. So you need to educate me. Chicago, what state is it actually in? It is in the, city, the state of Illinois, not Illinois, what uh, people sometimes say because it does end in an S. It's the land of Lincoln. Uh, Abe Lincoln, kind of a big deal over here in America. And excellent. And tell us, why are you a Browns fan in Chicago? Well, I married a girl from Chicago. Uh, we met in college, uh, but I grew up on the east side of Cleveland in a place called Chagrin Falls. I was born in Cleveland Heights. My dad went to Heights High School. Um, and uh, yeah, that is why I'm diehard ever, ever since my dad uh, brought me to my first game a long, long time ago. And uh, we had season tickets for the last couple of years at the old stadium and uh yeah lots of, lots of good memories from the old municipal stadium awesome and tell us is your wife a browns fan she is guilty by association yeah. uh, i have pulled her in to the love of the browns she's more happy for me um interesting story her great-grandfather played for the Bears under George Hallis, uh, for which the NFC Championship Trophy is named. And from 1920 to 1922, uh, her great-grandfather played tight end. Or actually, there were, it, it actually, it, 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 it's actually a, he played, I can't remember what it, exactly what it's called, but it's an actual position that no longer exists in it. NFL football as we know it now it's like uh right end or like <laughs> over end or something stupid like that I wish she was here I could ask her but uh anyways it translate basically a tight end because uh, he was a blocker and sometimes got the ball so the precursor to tight end I know that's a long answer but no that's fine that's fine <laughs> and and tell us in um in your state how many brown backers do you think there is like how many organizations oh well, uh, there are a few. There's uh, two in the city and one in the suburbs. Um, uh, or actually, no, there is one in Peoria, Illinois. So there's two. Peoria is way far away from Chicago. Uh, that's more uh, uh, downstate. But uh, uh, there's one in the suburbs in Schaumburg. Everybody knows it because that's where the Ikea is uh, near Chicago. Oh, okay. And uh, then there's one in the city that was near us, 
but is uh, now in, in a place called Lincoln Park. We're in Wrigleyville, which is right, which is right by Wrigley Field where the Chicago Cubs play baseball. And uh, um, so, but we, we have, this is our 10th season being at, uh, being in existence, the Chi-Town Dog Pound. Uh, we had six at a place called Red Ivy. Um, unfortunately, some uh, people who have more money than me decided to buy up half the, uh, the street, uh, Clark Street, which Wrigley is, is on, and they're building a, a, a big monstrosity of a, of a you know, housing place. And then we had to move across the street to a place which actually has a capacity of 900 when it gives – and that's why I moved there because I knew if we ever went to the playoffs – uh, we could fill that mofo up with tons of Browns fans. We currently get uh, from between three and four hundred each week. Hang on a minute. Uh, you get yeah. three to four hundred a week. I am not joking. You can check our pictures on our Facebook page, or I have a couple of videos which actually I sent. I've you, seen them. I've seen uh, them the yours. other day, and uh, I have lots more videos where that comes from. Uh, just people going nuts. We actually got recognized on the NFL Network. Uh, if you ever seen the show it. Good Morning Football, uh, they they featured us after we had people running around shirtless uh, uh, after we beat the Ravens to go two two and one. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we were five hundred for a bit, and uh, yeah, I was. I was really bummed that last game. I thought we were going to finally have a winning season because this will be our 10th season. And we still, for the nine seasons that we've watched uh, together as the Chi-Town Dog Pound, we still have zero winning seasons so far. But you as a backers, you won it, if I'm correct. As the Oh, yeah. Uh... No, we, we kick ass. It's, uh, it's the Browns who have not been, been too good. Uh, but the – the real cool thing about it is that we try and create a sense of community and, and we try and have a home away from home. And I think that's really what Browns backers that aren't in Cleveland have to do. Uh, and most of them do it very, very well, just creating community and real taste of home or a taste of Cleveland for people who aren't from there, but yet are also Browns fans and just creating a great atmosphere that people want to come back to, even if the Browns are are absolute shit, uh, which sometimes sometimes <laughs> used to be. That, used to be. Is, yeah, those are those days are are behind us. All hail John Dorsey. Awesome. And uh, tell us if I come to Chicago and you're gonna take me to one place to eat, what would that place be? One place to eat. Well, first of all, we're going to more than one place, my friend. Uh, but we one place to eat. Uh, obviously, everybody knows the uh, the deep dish. And but the thing is, you want to have your Jaeger bombs, right? Like you can. Yeah, I love Jaeger bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to have your Jaeger bombs. So I don't want you to go into a food coma right after. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to get some Chicago hot dogs. Are you, are you aware of the Chicago hot dog? Mate, you have to educate me. This is the time to yeah, educate me. This is Chicago hot dogs are kind of a big deal here, and they're not as well known outside of, uh, outside of Chicago. They started with hot dog carts 
out um, on the street and they would, the carts would try and outdo each other with toppings. And so they would, what they would do, they call it dragging it through the garden and they would put, they put rel neon, rel first of all, it has to be a, a kosher beef, all beef hot dog okay, yep. with uh, neon relish, uh, uh, some diced onion, uh, mustard. Apparently you can't, do ketchup. I personally love ketchup, but you know, being a Browns fan, I also hate Heinz. Uh, for Steelers, you know, Steelers. Yeah, forget about that. So I, you know, I can I can get behind that. And uh, then a couple other ingredients like celery salt and uh, one of my favorite things. You like spice? You like spicy stuff? Of course. Yeah, of course. They uh, sport peppers. Probably it's uh, uh, it's only pretty much only in. Uh, in Chicago that they, they have, these are a thing. Um, uh, but they're a little spicy and they put a couple on top and then, uh, it's on a poppy seed bun. It's fantastic. And it's one of the best drunk food. Uh, there's one place called the Wiener circle, which is open till like 6am and, uh, all kinds of characters come in there drunk as hell. And the, uh, the ladies behind the counter will, just rip you a new one you know just uh, they make fun of everybody who comes in and and it, it's it's uh it's it's quite the spectacle uh especially after everybody's had a few well i have a question i always ask uh everyone that's international and it's always english or american breakfast but now this is the new state versus cleveland challenge i'm going to ask you is the food better in chicago or cleveland Oh, dude, you can't. It's like choosing between my children. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to make it interesting, Jake. I, yeah. And there's, a, and there's a gun to your head, so you have to answer. Yeah. Each has, own, each has its own special things. I love Cleveland. However, Chicago just has more options. I mean, it's not, it's not even... It's not even a contest. You got five seconds, Shaker. I'm shooting yeah. you. What is your I have, answer? I have, to go, I have to go Chicago. Oh, no. Yeah. You're a hated man in Cleveland now. No, there's no – there's just so much more. Although, got to hand it to Michael Simon, Jonathan Sawyer, all the people, all the chefs who absolutely kill it in Cleveland. Uh, there's just – there's so much more. There's millions and millions of people here. Uh, and which means many more restaurants. So I, I got to go Chicago. I'm sorry. I got to be honest, but, and I actually, I also run a food tour. My wife and I run a food tour here oh. in Chicago called sidewalk food tours. If you come in, say you're a Browns fan, try and get in contact with me on Facebook. I can give you a discount, uh, a little plug for myself. Uh, thank you. Mate, for we love a plug. Yeah. Thank you for letting me do that. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's what I do. Obviously, I love to eat, and uh, I, uh, uh, I I love Chicago food. I also love Cleveland food, and uh, you can't beat a Cleveland pierogi, that's for sure. All right, here we go. Uh, you've been to London as well, haven't you? You came over for the London game. I, I think we met, but we didn't introduce yourself. I was on the door giving people badges and stamps, um, but here we go. How did you find your experience in London? I, I loved it. I, I've been to... London for like half a day before, but I really didn't get to dive in. And um, we stayed at a hotel near uh, Twickenham Stadium, so I didn't I didn't stay directly 
in in the downtown area. But we did stay after the game. Uh, you know, had a couple drinks over there. Uh, best time was at was at the Admiralty, although they probably should have picked a bigger venue because that place was really really cramped. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've got I've got to say, um, I'm not trying to put the NFL under the bus here, but they don't. And this is this is a massive difference between England and America. Is obviously you tailgate and you have big spaces to deal with lots of people, but the yeah. NFL UK keep putting um. Americans into small pubs because they got yeah. sponsorship deals, and I, I went to see the Seahawks and the Browns. You've got a queue of three hundred people want to get into the pub. It doesn't yeah. work, and no. it explains why tailgating works in America and how it doesn't work here in England. So uh, it needs to be addressed. I don't think it'll ever get a solution, but we need to tailgate in open space in England. Right. Is, are there any open spaces in England besides we have to cuddle up with the sheep? I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, there's not, downtown London doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't have a lot of wide open spaces, right? Or what, do you have an idea? Because I know the Admiralty hosted the Ravens. Correct. And the, the Bengals. were in town. And I'm like, wait, we're going to their bar? I'm like, I guess they do that for everybody. Uh, what, is there a bar in London that you can – because I know – what uh, Kelly, uh, the president of the uh, British Bulldogs, Browns backers, they go to the Hippodrome. Correct. Uh, yeah. You know, right? And I, I just have to assume a casino is massive, but yeah, you're right. And we get 32 teams of fans in there on a Sunday, and it's a big space. Um, but I, I don't want to go into politics, but I don't think the NFL and the <laughs> Hippodrome are on the same page so they don't go to that space but if if you go to say Twickenham and a rugby match was on the whole outside of the area would be open for a tailgate and experience so lots of bars and stuff outside where you can do it but in the central London it doesn't really work and just to get to the point with terrorist attacks etc they they try not to right do it too much if that makes sense Right. Well, we'd, we'd, yeah, have to go, uh, we'd have to go to a huge park, for example, like Winter Wonderland. So we'd have to have a huge yeah. park to cater for everything. So, yeah, no, I I get it. I I love traveling to Europe. I've I've been to Oktoberfest, and that's uh, a yeah. crazy, crazy big party. And and I mean the in London, right around the stadium was incredible with all the stuff that they had uh, for NFL fans to see and do. And um, that's why, partly why uh, uh, the British Bulldogs won club of the year last year for uh, uh, Browns backers clubs. And it's, it's quite an honor out of 355 clubs in 14 countries. Uh, our club won it in 2016. Then uh, Kelly and the Bulldogs won it. 2017 and now Marion Brown backers congratulations to David Ward of Marion for for winning it and uh it's uh, it's quite an honor yeah excellent and uh I must say uh Kelly and the rest of the committee put a huge effort into hosting everyone in London and fair play to him obviously I was a volunteer as well and uh that's well, awesome man we all worked our uh, asses off and uh made sure it was a great event and uh it paid off and uh Kelly does a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, fair play to... Uh... I have a question for you, sir. Yes. I have a question for you. Go on, now, go on, let's go for it. So, the owner of the Browns, Jimmy Haslam, came out. And, well, first, Jim Brown came out. He, obviously, tremendous cheers. And then, I know it's a thing in England where, in America, we, we can grumble about our owners with football european football they're like you know owner out owner out like yes, they okay, that's what they yeah. chant that's what they do it in america that doesn't happen when jimmy haslam got out and this is when we were owen whatever at that point he got booed mercilessly and then he uh and then he started handing out free beers and then everybody was cheering for him again. And so yeah. obviously fans are very fickle and that's how it goes. But uh um so but but I just I mean here in the Thunderous Booze, I thought like if we had had another season like we had had, if Baker Mayfield had not come over and changed the whole outlook and the whole, you know, ceiling for our team and the whole culture, I mean, would we be chanting Haslam out? Like, I mean, I, I was thinking about that. Would it, would it be a thing? Obviously, I know uh, you've had the chance to meet him, right? Yeah, yeah, I've met him a couple of times. I've met D three or four times. And I feel that uh, with my European culture, it's – it's a little bit different because in the NFL, you've got your cap. Your owner knows how much he's got to spend and you've either got that owner or, or someone else. But in football, you may want some shake to come in from the from uh, Dubai with yeah. billions. And then, or Russia. Yeah, Russia. Well, Russia's poor again in the football world. But yeah, <laughs> 10 years ago, uh, 10, 15 years ago, it was, it was the place to be in soccer. But yeah, so... Yeah, you know, um, my philosophy always is is you back whoever's in charge until they leave. Even if that was Hugh Jackson, and I got a bit of stick for this, yeah. you, back, you back your manager and or you back whoever's in charge until they get kicked out. There's no point of giving them negative uh, feedback or anything um, anything negative towards towards them until they get asked to leave. And you know. That's classic fickle soccer fan mentality of the Brits. Is like, boo! You're in the building. Three pints. You're the best person in the world. You know, so, <laughs> and, and and that's no, how that's, simple. That's Americans, and and actually, I met some Canadians in uh, yeah. in London as well. And I think I think that's pretty much every fan base. Uh, you know, a lot of people say like, this this fan base is the worst. This you know, it's like. We all have good and bad people. I think the the for the Browns especially the good outweigh the bad. But we're all fickle. We all like, uh, you know, Odell Beckham could could do something wrong tomorrow and then be cursed and 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 viled in Cleveland. Uh, but anyways, it's no no. Odell Beckham. Bad thoughts today. We're, 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 we're happy Browns fans as it is right now. Odell Beckham hasn't tweeted anything for two days and Browns fans are going crazy at the moment. So, uh, Oh, my gosh, two days. No, well, he said, he said, he's, he said he's had a blackout. So, uh, I know, yeah, he said he's going dark. <laughs> and, then, and then he deleted the tweets. And then people – the thing is, is that we don't have anything to talk about right now, I know, right? I know, yeah. 
Unless, I mean, yes, the Cavs have won a few games. The Indians are in spring training. But what do we want to talk about? Will you listen? Because I, I go on the radio.com app and listen all the time uh, uh, to Cleveland radio. And, and what do they talk about? It's Browns all the flipping time. Because that's what we want to hear about. That's it. That's the number one. We're obviously a football town. That's what moves the meter. And, and that's what – that's all we want to talk about. And if and, – and we're literally splitting hairs about a tweet and then not tweeting for two days. And it's just, God, I want this season to start tomorrow so we'd actually have something to talk about. The draft can't come soon enough. And, uh, yeah, we're actually thinking of switching our draft party to Friday, <laughs> not Thursday. Clever. That's a big thing. Clever, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are, are looking for it. There actually is – the Browns have called me, and they are uh, – there's a surprise coming out. I can't tell you yep, yep. what it is right now, but they have called me. They're gonna, they said they're uh, doing something special for us for our draft day party. So. Right. Stay tuned to our Facebook about that. I'm uh, I'm out in uh, Barcelona for a, a bachelor party, so uh, uh, I'm going to try and report live after a few Jaeger bombs about who we sign, and uh, I'm going to have no idea what I'm talking about, but it should be fun. <laughs> and you might be a few Jaeger bombs in the hole, I guess. Yeah, but I want to I want to stress, I don't only drink Jaeger bombs. It's just a uh, it's a nice one to drink with your friends. And uh, there has been some Browns news today. We've signed an O-line Brian Witzman. So, uh, did you hear about that, Jake, or not? I didn't, but I'm being in Chicago. I hear a lot about we signed a kind of a utility offensive lineman from the Bears. I forget his name right now. I think it's Jeff something. Um, but he, I was talking to my buddy who is massive Bears fan. He goes to uh, training camp every year in Bourbon A, Illinois, for the Bears, and he's like, "You guys just." Pulled the, pulled a real string. Dorsey picked up a great guy for not a lot of money, uh, who can platoon in any position on that O line, um, and and look for good things from from that guy. I'm sorry, I forget the name right now. No, no, no that's him. This is the guy we're talking about. This is uh, Brian uh, Witzman. He comes from Chicago. Oh, he just officially signed today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's the guy. Um, that we should be really excited about because should, you know, Joel Batonio go down or uh, uh, J.C. Treader or one of the other, hopefully Austin Corbett is, is what we hope he is after we uh, traded, traded away to get, uh, you know, the, the linebacker there from the Giants um, or the lineman rather. I, I, I think, you know, as a lot of people, football people do, Games are won and lost in the trenches in the, at the in the line, and if he can plug a hole when somebody because there's going to be injuries, if he can plug a hole. I'm, I'd be a very happy man to have Baker stay upright and picking apart defenses with his arm. Jake, I've got to say I'm a little bit worried because it's another offensive um, signing today, and I feel we need at least. Six players in the defense, a couple of DTs, a couple of linebackers, and a couple of safeties. You know, I'm yeah, it we seem to we seem to be a bit slow on on getting these defensive positions filled. I know we've got the draft coming up, but right, there is there is 
massive sorry i didn't mean to speak no, over you cool, cool, cool. Yeah, the, i didn't there, there is a plethora of of defensive players in the draft right now especially uh alignment and safeties i think we can get quality uh quality people on a rookie contract to try and fill some of those holes i mean we do have uh, uh demarius randall who can help out and teach whoever we draft He's one of the best in the game, and we completely just – man, Dorsey with that trade of, of Deshaun Kaiser for Demarius Randall looks so flipping smart with, with that move. And then he having him as a, as a veteran presence there to help. Uh, and now we have Kirksey and Schobert to be veterans on the, the linebacking core. I think we can fill a lot of it with the draft, but I, I get what you're saying because there are a lot of holes to fill, but I do expect that to be handled in the draft. Um, also, I think once week eight rolls around, we know Mr. Bad Boy coming back to be a running back and then Duke Johnson I expect to be, to be traded uh, before the deadline uh, to fill because injuries are going to happen. And yep. if we're making a playoff push – I think uh, Duke Johnson becomes expendable. I mean, we all love Duke. We're not going to say, you know, Duke is just another guy. But the fact is, at that point, we will not need running backs and we will probably need defensive help. So whatever, whatever it takes to win games, and that's, that's what it is. Yeah, but it, it's very similar. This time last year, we had four linebackers and, like, big, powerful linebackers. And... N- like within three games, you've got two linebackers and we're, we're scratching our heads. We need more depth, you know? So yeah. I think the running back room is going to work itself out. And I don't want to oh, say no. this, but they could yeah. be an in- injury and Hunt's going to be suspended. And Right. You know, yeah. Well, we, we didn't see Michael Kendricks doing white-collar crime <laughs> uh, last year. That No one saw that one coming. That was out of left field. And uh, uh, so, yeah, we had tremendous depth at, at linebacker. We had uh, pretty good depth at wide receiver and at cornerback. And then all of a sudden we're looking at going into that Steeler game right before Hugh Jackson got fired. It was like all of that depth gone. Just we had, we had linebackers, we had wide receivers and cornerbacks, and we were solid. And then all of a sudden – Everybody got hurt, and we're like, wow, here we go again with, you know, another three, four, five-win season. Because uh, yeah, I guarantee you every Browns fan thought that. As good as Baker was, it was like, oh, dear God, he doesn't have anybody to throw to, and we can't stop the run to save our lives. Uh, and then we just went on a tear, and, God, how good did that feel to, to go get on fire that second half of the season? It felt it felt like the '80s. I'm a little older than you are, man. And the the way the Browns in the '80s caught the imagination of the city of Cleveland was just magical. And when you said, you know, just started talking about Bernie Kosar, I put a put a smile on your face. I mean, still, it puts a smile on your face anyway. But like, just the love for the Browns, and I don't understand how. The young people who grew up in the 2000s with the Browns, how they could 
still be Browns fans. I, I got a shout out to the millennials for, for sticking with the Browns after such shit football to watch. Uh, I, I, I don't, I mean, cause I, I grew up with, with the eighties Browns who were just like, you, you went into every Sunday and like, yeah, we are the baddest team on the planet. And finally we get to feel that again with the Browns. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait uh, to talk some smack with some AFC North uh, fans uh, all year long. <laughs> all, all right, cool. Jake, we run out of time. I'm going to ask you two quick fire questions. Yes. Um, se- first question is, what position do you want to take first with our second round pick? I want, I want linebacker. Okay. I want linebacker. I want, I want young linebackers to uh stop the run that was that was our toughest spot uh last year excellent and the last question i'm going to bring this back i haven't said it for six months but we're back on a uh, u.s tour jake what body part are you willing to give up for the browns to win the super bowl um well i broke my right arm uh uh, uh playing hockey because that's what i do i actually uh Worked for the Chicago Blackhawks, teaching adult learn-to-play classes. I would give my right arm for a Browns championship uh, because it, it doesn't work as well as it used to. <laughs> so <laughs> I can do that. Awesome. And if I come to Chicago, are you going to teach me how to play hockey? I would love to. We'll take you into the, uh, the MB Ice Arena where the Blackhawks actually practice. And uh, you can come on the ice. And I will teach you how to play hockey, my friend. Uh, it's going to be some fun. We will definitely get all the pads so you don't get hurt. And uh, uh, I'll attach a, a GoPro to your head so we can all see uh, what happens. All right, awesome. Look, Jake, uh, it's been awesome speaking to you. I've been waiting for this for a while. You're full of energy. You run an awesome uh, backers. And I look forward to one day coming to uh, Illinois. Did I say that correct? Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no S. No, no S sound. Illinois. Illinois. And uh, maybe we I see each other in Cleveland this year. What's that? Maybe we see each other in Cleveland this year. Hell yes. I Hopefully we do. But when you come to Chicago to the Chi-Town Dog Pound, we have a thing where every time the Browns score a touchdown, we do two-for-one bombs. I know you are a big fan of the bomb and uh like taking a bomb you will have we will have the entire shy town dog pound take a jaeger bomb with you my friend mate i'm scared with baker mayfield this could be a very high scoring season ahead of us you better work out that liver bro because yeah. we are coming full tilt you better you better have uh have some experience which i know you do i saw that uh rich eisen challenge which you okay, cool. thrown spin on that was hilarious. I loved it. I got it. I'll do, I'll do that. I'll come to London and do that with you. We'll do another uh, Rich Eisen challenge and I'll take some shots with you. Perfect. And I just want to give your uh, old man and your dad a shout out. Uh, he was in the news recently, yeah? Correct. Yes. He's a cardiologist at the Cleveland Clinic. And uh, cardiology at the Cleveland Clinic is a big thing. They've been named by U.S. News and World Report for the past 30 years as being number one in cardiology. Um, and you were talking about sheiks or like sheiks come and talk to my dad, uh, about their heart, 
Uh, it's kind of odd, but he and some other people in his team designed a device. Uh, it's a mesh pouch, which you put a pacemaker or defibrillator in uh, that has reduced uh, uh, inflammation after surgery by 40%. So he's saving lives. I'm, I just run the Browns club and teach hockey and do sidewalk food tours. So that's uh, I don't, I think I was adopted. I don't know. Mate, in my <laughs> eyes, in my eyes, you're a lot more interesting than your dad. I'm <laughs> Thanks brother. I love it, no. man. Cheers, mate. Take Great. care. Mate. Thanks a lot, mate. And I'll see you in Chicago or Cleveland very soon. Hell yeah. Good, good talking to you, brother. Good bro Go Browns. Go Brownies!